Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. I'm here with Mark. Hi. Uh, you could be a lot less happier than you are. Uh, could be, yeah. We've just watched, well I've just watched, I guess we've both just watched the uh, first leg of the playoff final. Uh, game 1 versus Songnam. We all know where my allegiance lies. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've got to say that I'm not overly disappointed. Um, we should be going to gang one. Well, I guess we'll do the whole score later on, but we should be going to gang one and winning. But I'm not disappointed that you come back with that score, to be perfectly honest. Not surprised either. I think that's exactly what was in the minds of the coach on the way down the, like, the highway, yeah. But, but I guess before we get into detail about that, uh, there's a couple yeah, of things we need to cover. Yeah. Especially, especially, Paul, I would like to at this point, I know you were going to say something there, but yeah. I would like to ask interesting intro music. From the recent Harley Quinn Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Uh, you don't own me any particular reason. Just like it was Halloween recently and you saw all those girls just it was Harley Quinn and it's been on your mind since then. Uh, Weather. I obviously went to the wrong place. <laughs> there was tons where I was. Damn it. <laughs> For future reference, there's a massive difference between Hong Day on Halloween and Halloween and ET on Halloween. Oh, of course there is, yeah. About ten years as well. But anyway, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty incredible. But anyway, so it wasn't Halloween. Um, suicide Squad, suicidal defending by John Book in the last game of the season that gave Seoul the the title. Well, potentially suicidal defending by career against Uzbekistan, I guess. But that's yep. not why I picked it. Okay, so why did you pick it then? Uh, I'm sure you remember um, the one incident this season which you think massively affected uh, Songnam's form. Do you remember what that uh, was? The season started. <laughs> and they were doing quite well. And then uh, something happened. And the big man left. Well, he didn't leave. Thiago was traded, sold, transferred, moved, loaned, uh, expedited, FedExed, whatever you want to call whatever happened. Shipped. Shipped. Did you get your money in the end? <laughs> I don't believe any money. I don't think there was even any money there. Because? So the idea was, right, that Songnam, I mean, we've been through this a million times, but Songnam didn't own him. Ah! I think we're, I think we're onto something here. So Songnam didn't own him, but had been promised like a cut of the money. Which, and then the rumours were the money was three million to Songnam, which was like, man, he went for 15 million, which obviously knew that was a lot of tosh. Uh, then it turned out the move broke down and he went to a different club instead of the original club. Yeah. Uh, because the the original club didn't know they had to pay Songnam the money. Yeah. Uh, the money that we were getting was supposed to be then spent on a replacement. Uh, we brought in Sylvino. So if we spent three million on Sylvino, it was probably for the local Burger King contract. Um, I don't think we spent three million on him. So the long answer to your short question was no, I don't believe Songnam got any money for Thiago. Um, did they have a sell-on clause for when he left uh, Al-Hilal? <laughs> so, I guess it's the thing, right? Apparently he's, yeah, 
He's done his six months in Al Hilal and he may or may not be on the move this close season. So he's got like a, apparently like a 50% chance, right? Because one of their two expensive foreigners or whatever uh, are getting punted, right? Yeah, presumably one or both of them have flopped. Um, so the question is, will Song Nambi be, be doing a Man United and buying him back for five million? Um, I mean, this is the thing, like, who owns them? They, they, who, I mean, if he was transferred to Alain, then he's a free contract. He's a free agent right now, right? Because we believe that he was bought, right? Yeah. Hence why he was able to move from Songham. But the, the thing I, that I was kind of didn't really go into a detail, in detail at the time was that obviously we know that third party ownership's illegal in, in the UK. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if it was illegal here, but it, it clearly is because three teams have been done for it this year already. Yeah. And, and I think I read somewhere on FIFA's website that it's been made illegal worldwide from sometime earlier this year. Okay. So I, I don't get why. Like Songnam are getting a, a cut of a player that was presumably on loan to them because they can't be owning parts of him and the, the Brazil. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain that that was the clause that was in the contract, but I I, I mean I believe the Songnam president, mayor, whatever you want to call him, I believe that was you know I believe that was the clause in the contract. Yeah. But do I believe it actually happened? No, I don't. I don't really think so. Because I think maybe at that time, uh, the first team, which was like Wa Al Wasada, yeah. I think they maybe realised, oh, this guy's third person. Uh, okay, we're going to pull the plug on the deal. And then I think what happened is that Ali Al, Alain, Al Halal got him maybe for, for nothing. Um, I have no idea. But I think the way that you have to look at it uh, is that. Is that um, I mean, whatever's happened, he's he he now seems to be uh, leaving Ahalau. So does that mean he's going back to the Brazilian club that originally owned him, or does that mean that he's uh, as I said earlier, that does that mean that he's a free agent now? Well, I think their season uh, runs differently to Korean season, right? They they run sort of in in tangent with the the English season. So yeah, I think so. They've just started. Uh, the new season. I don't think he's got a particularly good record so far looking at it. He's played just a handful of times, no goals. Um, the guy he's up for in competition with for being replaced, Milazi. He's also a young guy from Uruguay. He's only played twice, no goals. So uh, both not having a particularly stellar start. Do you know his his cousin um, signed? So his his cousin applied and got a job at my company recently. Malaysia. Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia teacher. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fired quite soon. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess Thiago on the move, maybe not on the move. For free, maybe not for free. <laughs> owned by Al Halal, maybe not owned by Al Halal. Uh, but if anything we do know, it's that uh, I, my prediction is going to be that he will be back in the K League within the next five years. Would you like to see him come back to Songnam? To who? To Songnam? Of course I would. Yeah, I mean that that's that's without a doubt. Do I think he will come back? No, I mean I'll, I'll be honest. If he is available, I would be really surprised if he doesn't end up at John Book. I think whoever the new manager is that comes in at John Book, if a new manager comes in, Leonardo's probably had enough 
of the K-League, to be honest. Um, Edu's been a failure. Edu's been a failure, but Leonardo seems pretty well settled with his family. He does, but his, his contract's supposedly up. Whether there's been... That's what I heard, I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, but Edu definitely is going to get punted, and that's that's a, a, a foreigner spot. I think if you put Thiago in that John Book team, they would run a mock. You sure? I, if you look at his record, apart from his... He obviously had a very good time in the first half of the year at Songnam, but apart from that, he's not been particularly stellar. But I think it's the way that, if you look at the two teams he was with in the K-League, I think if you look at uh, Pohang and Songnam, the way that Songnam was playing at the start of the season, not after he left, but when he was there, it really was like a lot of like long balls over, you know, like P2 was picking him out a lot. And I think if you have players like Kim Bo Kyung, who are able to pick a pass, then I, 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 I do think... Uh, he could he could do a good job. I think he would do a great job at Seoul as well if Adriano, as potentially is going to happen, does leave. Mm. Uh, I would imagine like people, you know, like Juice Jong pinging balls to him, Dehan knocking down to him. Yeah, I mean Dehan and Thiago, that that be a partnership that would win the league without needing nine points deduction. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I don't know. I guess. I mean, we'll wait and see what happens. I do hope if he does come back to the K-League, it's two song now. I think it would probably break my heart to see him score a goal in a certain blue top. <laughs> Especially. But anyway. So yeah, so Thiago, we'll keep you posted, I guess, that when that once we know if he's the one being released. And yeah, I guess we'll keep you posted about his whereabouts as well. Uh, yeah, so that was a rather long uh, explanation of our opening music. It was, but it was important. Yeah, so much for a, a quick in and out. That's what she said. <laughs> Jamaica. <laughs> it was her own idea. She wanted to. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> we haven't done that for a while, right? Jamaica, no, it's her choice. Uh, yeah, so Canada. You, uh, can. you can, but I'm not your dad. I can, but I'm not your dad. Uh, obviously, I think we, we talked about this last week in the podcast that Korea had a couple of games coming up. One, one more pointless than another one. Yeah. That actually makes it sound like both were pointless, but what I mean is like one completely pointless and, and, and one important. The first one was Canada, where they played it down in Chonam. I know you went. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was I was uh, plucking my eyebrows that night. Um, no, I was I was working unfortunately. Uh, so how was that game? Like you, you seemed enthralled. Um, it was uh, exactly what England always play about, like a meaningless friendly, kicking it about, no real intent. Uh, Canada, presumably their their world ranking reflects this. They're a lot weaker than Korea. Yeah. So it looked a bit like a, an FA Cup match where you've got sort of a lower league opposition playing against <laughs> Championship opposition. Yeah. Like the. The score was 2-0? The one thing I've noticed is that Uli chose to pick quite a few of his uh, Chumbuk uh, caps. Yeah. So Kwonsante was in goal, uh, Bogyong played and scored. A couple of other uh, Chumbuk players played. And then interestingly he dropped all of them for the important game. Yeah. So (laughs) The man has no logic. I swear, there's nothing he's going to do to convince me he's the man for this job. So I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, you said that that Canada have been begging to play somebody, and they have been basically like, touting themselves around all over Asia. Uh, I I actually believe even Hong Kong <laughs> had said no, um, and I guess Korea were thinking, oh, we could do with a 
with a goal-scoring frenzy before we, we invite Uzbekistan to come and beat us. Well, you know you've really not really got it if you if you fail to pull in goal bar at three o'clock on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I didn't really to know. No, but that's, the thing is, I think that's one of those games. That, that is one of those friendlies where you're, you're on a hiding to nothing. You know, like if you win two 0 and it's kind of boring, it's pointless and meaningless, and you should have done better. If you win seven 0 I said, well, what did you expect? You know, like they play ice hockey for a living. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those games that I guess, you know, like they really didn't. You know, they, they really were on a hiding to nothing anyway. But I, I guess since the World Cup qualifier was on the Tuesday, they had to play someone on the Friday, yeah. right? Otherwise, people. If if the World Cup game went badly, people were criticising for like not having a tryout on Friday. On the other hand, if people have got injured, they'd say, "Why are you playing pointless friendly on Friday?" The right. couple of days before, so yeah, hiding to nothing. Speaking of pointless matches, pointless friendlies. What's your opinion on Thomas Muller's comments that it was pointless for Germany to play play San Marino, even though it was a World Cup qualifier? Um, I think if you're going to accept that, you could cut out. All except six or seven teams in the whole world, yeah, and just have a just just uh, have the quarter start the World Cup with the quarterfinals: Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Spain, Italy, France. Uh, have I missed anyone out? That's about it, really. Maybe sometimes England get a little bit further than no, than you expect. Even include England, there. even but, though they're a former winner, I wouldn't include them as a perennial. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a ridiculous comment. I did like there was a allegedly a, a retort. From San Marino, I don't know who, president of the FA, president of the country, I, I have no idea. And I, there was like, he'd made 16 points or something, but the only one that I, that I kind of quite liked was that he did say, even though this was a pointless game, you didn't against, score. Against part time, you still didn't score. <laughs> that was, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I thought, if there's anything you can do to like, slam someone and say, yeah, we're part time fishermen and you still couldn't score. I mean, I think for the most. For the most part, these San Marinos, Andorras, etc., they get beat home and away by every single team in their group. But just occasionally, they do throw up a result which throws a spanner in someone's works, right? Yep. We've seen the Faroe Islands beat, beat a couple Scotland. of teams. Yeah, beat Scotland. Um, San Marino's first ever goal, in, like international goal, was against England. After seven seconds. After seven seconds, yeah. And I think that goal was actually costly, right? Was it not? Because did, did England not end up not qualifying on goal difference? Uh, no, it wasn't that they went to the playoff and against Greece, and I think Beckham's free kick was the one. No, that, it no? wasn't that. No, it was, it was that. before. Not, it was before US ninety four. Oh, okay, so they like it might have been costly. That oh, might be the one here then. No, no, no. I think they ended up losing out to I want to say Norway. Okay, but I got the. Fit. It might be that they had to win by. I'm not sure if they had to hope that the other team lost, and they had to win by a certain amount yeah. to, to get top. But even if whatever the other team did, England didn't get the requisite goals to to finish top. So and that was because of that goal, San Marino. Yeah, yeah I think they need to win seven nil or better, and they ended up winning seven one. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I can see that if you look at Germany's recent results, I think they scored eight, six, thirteen against San Marino. But I can't say these matches are entirely pointless. I don't think so. And I think we've probably talked about before how certain teams that were weak. 20 years ago are now becoming stronger. Take your Iceland's, your Turkey's, um, but they're still not going to win the World Cup. So if you want to, if you want to exclude San Marino, exclude everyone. Yeah, I mean, take your Greece, like drawing, drawing like one each with Scotland, I think it was. 
uh, and then four years later winning winning the Euros. Okay, granted they won the Euros in their home soil, but still they won the Euros. Do you know what I mean? And then, so yeah, I, I just think it was a pretty. I, I don't know. I think some. I think we we've seen it more and more in football. I think you know there is this gulf between you know like money and players and uh, particular clubs, leagues, whatever. And people, I think a lot of footballers I seem, seem to be losing the reason why they're there in the first place. You know what I mean? And I think for Thomas Miller to say it's pointless to play these guys. I mean, how often does? A San Marino fisherman get to like, you know, run against. Isn't uh, San Marino landlocked? Exactly. How often does a San Marino fisherman get to do anything? He just sits at home all day thinking, "I wish there was water." <laughs> do you know what I mean? And now he gets to play a game of football. It's it's, it's grand. But I, I guess Thomas Muller would like to have the UEFA qualifying set up like North America or like Asia, where the really really weak teams play home and away to yeah. knock themselves out. Yeah. Which. From his point of view, I can understand, but from their point of view, they get two games every four years, and that's it. Yeah. So I, I think, even though we're not seeing much evidence of it in San Marino and Andorra, I think these continued games are helping uh, other teams improve. Yeah. Just not Scotland. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on a bit before we discuss what the score was in that game. Yeah. What? 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 You're. Well, you were Scottish in the, in the British Embassy Chief when it was serving you, right? So don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on quickly. I'm more Scottish than you are, so I'm probably more disappointed than you are. <laughs> I woke up to watch it, it was a nightmare. Anyway, so, obviously Canada 2-0, that was the prelude to the main, the, the, the main event. It was the appetiser to the uh, main course, it was the kimchi to the jiggy. Um, does that even make any sense? Um, which was the big game against Uzbekistan. Yep. Obviously, Uli had the players focused. Yep. Uh, they obviously went out there and redeemed themselves after losing to Iraq. Uh, Iran. Exactly, but I'm just thinking about the future. <laughs> what, in the third place playoff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like in the Asian Cup. Um, so, so yeah. if, if I tell you the one thing that, that I've seen everywhere uh, in uh, talking about this match is that Uli made a brilliant substitutions. So what does that imply? The starting eleven was a complete load of shite. Yeah, and exactly. Completely wrong. Yeah. So, and also, did you watch the game by the way? I did. Yeah. Okay. Let's analyse this amazing substitution that everyone's talking about. Is an actual fact. Okay, bringing the rookie on, which upset the Uzbeki defence because they weren't expecting a six foot four Korean. What <laughs> like? Uh, granted, he had a knockdown for the second goal. He was creating havoc in defence for the first goal or the, or, or the equaliser. But still, I don't think you can say Uli was a tactical mastermind because he made an arse of it for the first 45 minutes. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think that's how, 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 how that quite works. So, I was being audited that day by the Soul City uh, Count, Citizens Council. Okay. Uh, missed the first half completely. Do you want to talk me through what happened? I still haven't seen a replay of the goal. Okay, that's interesting because the first half is probably what I, I was least uh, clued up on. But anyway, uh, it was 1-0 at half-time. Um, apparently there's a ropey back pass. Yeah, so basically like, what happened was the, the goalkeeper was way off his line. Yeah. Uh, the ball was intercepted by the Uzbekistan player and he chipped the goalkeeper. That, yeah, I mean, we can go into it in great, great detail if you want, but it was, utterly, it was an utter shambles. Um, and I think uh, probably it was against the run of play. Like, I get any time you watch the the highlights, and these highlight packages always show you 
every single chance that Korea has. But I mean, it did look as if Korea were should have should not have been behind. But it was really sloppy defending. But at the same time, it was a beautiful finish as well. It was a beautiful chip, granted over the keeper's head in an empty net, but still, it was still a beautiful chip. And at that point, Korea's World Cup qualifying campaign was on the ropes. I mean, it was it was disintegrating in, in, in front of them. I think that's something that Korean football fans, Korean national team football fans, don't seem to realise. I think they take it for granted that they'll make every single tournament. And they don't realise that... they've made the last seven or eight. Yeah, but I, think they, I don't think they, they realise that they're not really improving, particularly under Uli. They're not getting any better. But the other teams around them actually are playing more as a team or are playing better. We've discussed maybe it's because the Korean team is so fragmented with players in like, every continent almost. But I think uh, Koreans maybe need to start taking their national team qualification a bit more importantly. They're in danger of becoming like England. Yeah. I think what happens, I mean, like, you know, it gets to like one game or two games and you have to win them both and then suddenly the fans start coming out and stuff like that. But... Um, the second half started and uh, Korea just, I guess, attacked, kind of started throwing a lot at them. Uh, one of the big criticisms that I think I shared with the, with the Tavern, as in the Tavern said it first and, and I agree with it, is that Son was playing solely for Son. He was not playing for the team at all. He was not looking at anyone around him. He was trying to take on the, the whole Rusbeke, um defence, that he wasn't trying to share anything and even when he did it was just it was like a ugh, I can't score so you have the ball type of thing uh, Uli brought the bookie on he almost set up Son within a minute and within like a couple of minutes after that um, they, they scored uh, Nam he scored pretty sure it was within 30 seconds of no no, no it, was, it was slightly longer was it yeah, because the first thing that the rookie did was he got the ball on the edge of the box and he looked up and he put it to Son and it was just behind Son. Uh, I guess, had he put it quicker or a Son... Two points, you could either argue Son could have timed his run better based on the pass or you could argue that the rookie should have picked out a better pass. Yeah. But either way, uh, it was behind Son and then it was just after that that they attacked again. Uh, the rookie was in the box... The ball broke into an empty he and he and he lathered it past the keeper, one each. But then, but I don't think the wookie had anything to do with that. No, no, but he was just just. I think his his presence in the box meant that the the his bicky defence were viewing him as being someone to mark. So it was creating more space. Probably you could argue if he wasn't in the box, empty he wouldn't have had the space that he did. I, I guess. Um, second goal was definitely. The rookie, like the winning goal was definitely the rookie. Ball came in and he nodded it down. Beautiful nod down. And Kuja Chow, who I thought had been taken off, actually, to be honest. I said, I could have sworn he was taken off. Um, like, kind of. Led it. it. Yeah, he led it, made it 2 1, and, and that was it. There about five minutes to go. Mm. And it's that first goal, I'm, I confused both goals there. The first goal was EJ Sung put the ball down the left. The rookie was in the middle. The guy, oh, I can't remember his name, crossed it in and it deflected off the Uzbeki player's foot. And looped the keeper up, right? looked up and the keeper went to try and get it and missed it. And Namti, he was like three header, couldn't have missed it. Line, right? Yeah. Um, so the rookie was in the middle at that point, but I think he was taking players out. Um, 
so Uli celebrated like he'd won the World Cup. Chad Uli celebrated like he was thinking, shit, I was getting the manager's job if he'd been fired. Um, and I think, yeah, deserved, probably, but really wanted to see Korea, to be honest, get beat, because I really want Uli to just walk away. I think watching that game, I finally figured out where Hillary's big blue wall went, because the Uzbeks were just two lines of, well, yeah. a line of six with a couple of guys in front for most of the game. Yeah. But, um, I mean, again, the, there was some handbags, as there always are between those two teams. I don't really know what the problem is between Uzbekistan and Korea. I don't really get what their problem is on the field. Because you know that there was that incident with the under-19s where the Uzbeki player booted them? Yeah, yeah. Like, four times or something? Yeah. Um, and there seems to be a bit of a kind of niggle between them trying to do a proper job on Son weren't they yeah yeah. Yeah, at least he got one or two kicks yeah they were giving him a bit of a hard time but but, uh, again he is like he is their key player Uh, speaking of key player key also pushed pushed uh, I think it was on Son that the guy tried to drag his his, uh, studs down Son's leg he didn't actually to be honest Son was then clutching his um, his uh, unmentionables unmentionables and Key ran in and pushed, pushed the Uzbeki player away and there was almost a bit of handbags at that. Um, but yeah, but in, Korea in our, got, the, they got the win in the end, 2-1. Yeah. In our preview, we said it's a game they definitely couldn't afford to lose. Yep. And it looked like it might not be their, their night for for quite a while. But Long time, yeah. Uh, they got three points, put them back on track. Yep. In, this, in the same group, Iran uh, only drew away to Syria and Malaysia, same as Korea, so... Just a one two point gap now. Yeah, although you have to look at I don't know if you saw the the uh, images from the Iran Syria game, but that Pitch was, was good, that was it? incredible. I think the Phantom texted me and said it looks like a nineteen seventies milk cup final. <laughs> it was exactly what it looked like. It was it was ridiculous. It was just like they were covered in mark. It was all down their shorts, like all over the place. Like you know those old good old fashioned games that we used to love seeing. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I think it's what it might look like this Saturday at Jeonju. It's going to rain on Saturday, apparently. If it rains at Jeonju, that game might have stopped. Are you saying they've not done a good job of uh, getting their pitch in shape? I'm saying, I'm not sure if the, if the rumours are true or not, but apparently what they did was was uh, they took a photograph of the pitch, put in the MS paint and painted the, 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 the pitch green and sent that photograph to uh, the AFC. So when they turn up on Saturday, they're going to be like... Um, With a big wadge of green paper to back it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Uh, the pitch looked terrible just, what, last weekend, a couple of weekends ago? Against Seoul, yeah. yeah so I can't see it's improved any. Um, but I guess that leads us nicely into that game. The first leg of the final was on Saturday. Okay. John Book at home. Uh, I know you... Probably are sitting there with your arms folded, thinking, "I don't really care." Uh, and we could change the podcast to 48 shades of who gives up." But anyway, um, what do you think? You think they'll, they'll they'll do it for the country? I'll tell you how much I care. I even went to the, the trouble to set up a, a Twitter account saying "Middle East and Arab anti." <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so this is the idea that the Al Ain. Al Al Ayn's rivals have set up a up a up a John Book Twitter account called John Book in Middle East or something. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and they're just like retweeting everything that John Book do and they've got photographs of the Edon Gook scoring goals when he 
I guess he didn't need assists from referees. And, um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I, I do want John Booty to win the, the AFC. Uh, I know you don't care, but I would like to see that. I would like to see them win it, um, just because it's been a while since Korea did win it. Mm. And um, I think my I have a I have an opinion on the format of the of the ACL and why it's formatted the way it is. And I think that is to give a certain region the the best chances possible. To so, get to the final. Well, yeah, and, and, and to win it, right? Uh, so for me, uh, I would like to, to see it always being uh, our our region that wins. That wins it. Even if that means I have to support Jang Su Sainte. Or Jang Su Sunning, whatever they've called themselves this week. Um, so yeah, big game. Um, I guess Che's last hurrah, perhaps. So the rumours go. So the rumours go. Before he takes off to take the take over from Jurgen Klinsmann in America. Is that the rumours? That, that's what I was rumouring on Twitter earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he did just a good job with his last international team. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be that he's he he's moving uh, somewhere uh, China, right? It's supposed to be he's moving to China, but then I also see that the Ulsan manager just just when we're on talking managers. Uh, is not being offered a contract for okay. finishing third, fourth, fourth, and and the same day that it was that they said, or the, the same day that the rumor was he wasn't being offered a contract, the rumor started that he's the new Sarazo manager. Okay, so it looks like it's not Olsen having offered him a contract, but maybe he's said, guys, I want to go anyway. So I think this talking like. Some Ulsan local boy coming in and taking over. I've still to be confirmed if it's the Ulsan Meepo Dolphin Dockyard. Who's been quite successful. Yeah. At, well, obviously at junior level, but. Yeah. So, but that's that. That's, that's that. Uh, ACL match. Yeah. I think. I don't know anything at all about the, their opposition, but having watched them in a few ACL games, I think John Did, did they not get to the final last year as well? Before losing to Guangzhou. Yeah, I don't, I, actually, I don't know anything to talk about them. All I know is like they probably could have had a harder run to the final if that team hadn't been given a 3-0 victory yeah. uh, on the way there. Um, so, hopefully John Bick will do it. I guess key players will be probably Leonardo. I guess the rookie will be Boyd after his midweek exploits. Um, so the key players, probably had, yeah, Leonardo, the rookie, Kimbo Kyung. Still not convinced by the defence or by Quan Sungte either. Uh, I've decided to take a softer line on the Wookiee. Uh, the reason I've decided not to accuse him of diving every every occasion that he gets. I think the pitches are so so bad that he just keeps tripping over clods of earth and the jumbo pitch. I think it could be yeah. Turning his ankle in a, in a massive divot and things like that. He, he doesn't seem to be diving on on uh, Wednesday night. No, so I'm going to so, give him the benefit of the doubt and just blame the, the terrible, terrible jumbo pitch. Yeah, it could just be that ridiculously shocking, terrible haircut of his. That he's maybe not aerodynamic because he is so tall that maybe you know like the wind tunnel in jumbo World Cup Stadium is maybe like you know catches that Mohican and. I, I, just, I did see a, an article on the K League website today saying something about the car park at, at the uh, at the, the Chonju ground. So I didn't read it in detail, but the gist of it was the pitch is so bad they're going to clear out the car park, put some jumpers down for posts, and play there. 
Okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought you were actually making some some sort of like you know the, the car park. You know, like, I thought that there was like some sort of line in there about 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 the Wookiee's girlfriend. But no, in all seriousness, uh, apparently that's like a a big free car park in Chonju, so everybody uses it for like even people that are not going to this, the football oh, okay. use it. So they've decided to block it off from tomorrow morning so that casual people can't park there so that it's available. There's only like 2,000 spaces there, so they're going to make them all available for people going to the ground. They're obviously expecting a, a full house of about 40,000, yeah, yeah. space for about 2,500 cars, and everyone else has got to use a bus. Or As someone that drove down there last, when was that, last, last weekend, it did take us about 40 minutes to get out of the car park afterwards, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be a full house, I think it'll be, as I said, hopefully it'll be a good game, um, we'll see what happens, yeah. Your prediction? My prediction, John Book, 2-1 winners. Okay. But probably, whether they'll bring it home or not, I'm not sure. But I think they'll win on the night, 2-0 or 2-1. I think they'll win 3-0. Okay. Uh, yeah, 3-0. I think their defence is, is, is dodgy, so I'm not convinced they'll keep a clean sheet. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so I guess the a big thing to talk about then must be the, the Incheon supporters getting their fine. Okay. We're we, we not going to do the other, the other preview and the review that, that needs to precede it. Okay. What do you want to talk about? So obviously... So obviously that's not the only game this weekend. There's also the second half of the, the playoffs. It is indeed. Before we get on to preview, previewing that, do you want to give us a few more comments about the, the first match, which just finished what, an hour ago? Uh, basically, it finished 0-0. Yep. 0-0. Happy uh, with that. Happy we didn't lose it, um, to be honest. Let, let's, let's break it down to two stages. If I'd have offered you 0-0 before kick-off, would you have taken it? Yes. And if... Having watched the game, are you very, very happy with nil-nil, considering how it could have gone? Yes. It's a double yes for Mark. Um, before the game, I, actually, I did predict um, one each, but I predicted it would be close and a draw. I wasn't surprised that it was a draw, to be honest. Um, in terms of uh, the actual game itself, I thought Gangmon had the best chances. I thought Gangwon looked to be the only team that was really kind of attacking for yep. a lot of it. Yep. There was one at the end of the first half where Kim Dong-jun spilled the ball. And luckily... Sergino, Louise. Kim, Kim, Kim Tihi uh. was there to knock it away from Louise. Uh, they had a free kick that they pissed about for, for like 10 minutes to take and kept me nothing. Uh, second half, Gangwon were, were attacking. They, had, they didn't really have any... Shots on goal, like they didn't really test the keeper, but they were getting in around the box a bit more. Sonam really did nothing second half. Then when the referee announced it was going to be six minutes of, of, of injury time, Sonam then started firing some dangerous balls in the box. Had a couple of free headers, or a couple of headers, uh, one that the keeper saved and one that was well over. Um, also had the ball in the net. Oh, I must have missed that, really. You're talking about the first half or the second half? Second half. Second half, there's a ball in the net. Okay. When, we, we talked about earlier, when, uh, it, like, in the seventh minute of time added on, 
the Klangon keeper tried to keep kick it out. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they, yeah, that was just like ridiculous. So the, so the Klangon keeper tried to they kick it out. The I think the wasn't wasn't Park. I can't remember who it was. Uh, he didn't really block. He just put his foot in front of it, and yeah, they kicked. So the Klangon keeper ended up kicking him. Uh-huh. And the ball just dropped weakly in front of him. Yeah, and another uh, Songnam player got it. And, Chipped it back into the net. Yeah. The referee had already blown for a for, for a free kick. Yeah. yeah, a free kick to Kang One and a booking for the Songnam player. I mean, the, the booking was ridiculous. I don't really think it, there was anything justifiable in that booking, to be honest. I don't. Really, I don't think he really blocked it. He put his leg in front, but it was a very half-hearted. It yeah. wasn't even half-hearted. It was like quarter-hearted. You just didn't know. I kind of like I kind of throw my leg out there, and the the yeah, as you said, they, the goalkeeper seemed to have dropped the ball. He kicked the ball and kicked his leg instead. Uh, so really, why quite quite why it was a it was a it was a free kick? I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I'm not going to jump up and down and say it should have been a goal. To be honest, I'm not going to say that. Um, purely in the fact that I'm not surprised it was a it was a free kick. I was more angry at the yellow card. To be honest, than anything else. There's a lot of yellow cards in the game. There was a lot. I kind of boiled over several times. There were some really meaty challenges. Like Louise got upset. A lot of uh, rush sliding. I yeah, think. Peter was involved again. A couple of things like uh, so. I'll be interested to see how many of the, those yellow cards might have a have an impact on the on the final games. I don't know how many people are sitting on yellow cards. I don't know if the playoffs, you know, like they get a clean slate just for the playoffs. Would seem a tad unfair for Gang One that they did that when Gang One have like two playoff rounds and Song Nam have none. So I've got to imagine it's across the full season so I don't know how many if any of those yellow cards will like, impact on like, any any big any big players on both teams uh, I will say that one thing the guy one number 88 is mental Serginho Serginho uh, he likes to put he, himself he's about from a bit. Syria after all yeah he likes to put himself about a bit he he's probably traumatised by the civil war that he's been living through in the last five years yeah I think he's been ter- probably traumatised by the chemistry that they've been forced feed them down in gang one Either that or he's traumatised from being brought up, brought up in a favela in Brazil and not stepping a foot inside Syria ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked traumatised with that haircut. But I think, yeah, he was a bit of a nutcase. He was kind of getting involved in everything. I like the way he was, like, talking to the referee. And at one point he actually, like, when they were booking the song number at the end, yeah. he was the one who pushed away the uh, Korean uh, gang one player. And started pleading with the referee. Quite how his Korean has improved so much in the eight months he's been in Korea, more so than the native speaker. I'm really a little bit unsure. And knowing knowing certain occupations the way I do, I'm I'm fairly certain Korean referees are not level eight <laughs> English speakers. <laughs> so my question how that one worked. But yeah, your question. Am I happy? I would have taken a draw before. Uh, having watched the game, I would definitely take a nothing each. Uh, we're now going into the final game of the season, definitely now, like the league season anyway. We still have the, the FA Cup, I guess. So, final game of the season on Sunday, 3pm uh, kickoff down at the Fortress. I take it you'll be going? Of course I'll be there, yes. Miss, uh, the only reason I wasn't in game one was because I, I was doing job interviews all day. Otherwise, I would have been in game one as well. Quite a few guys there from your lot. Yeah, there was a couple of buses went down. Several buses went down there. But the big, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like the, 
They went down, they sang for 90 minutes, and they got another lacklustre performance. Like, the coaches, the, the temporary coaches doing nothing at all to justify or to, to even remotely, can, you know, like, kind of get him the place, the, the, the job next year. Uh, maybe Trey Gang, he'll take it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, in the last, he's been in charge for seven games. We did this last week, but now. That's now since the split, he's had um, like six games. Six games with one goal being a dodgy penalty. So in six games, they've hit the net once. I mean, technically twice. But uh, you think they'll need to score? They have to score on the. They cannot piss around for ninety minutes plus extra time and go to penalties. They can't. Do that. They lost it at the last penalty shootout. They had they lost to uh, Suwon Bloomings in the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal. Yeah. The round before the quarterfinal, actually, maybe. Um, the, the, the quarterfinal, I think. So they can't take that chance again. They have to go. For, for me, they have to go all out attack for, from the first minute. Uh, try and get a quick goal. Try and stun stun Gang One, uh, and put the game beyond doubt by half time. Unfortunately Gangwon do have some nippy players. The Reese is a good player. The number eight eighty eight, Sergio looks half decent, even though it's crazy. He can't be serious. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> I can be serious but he can't be Syrian. Um, so I guess it's gonna be a tough one. Key players, P2 got injured tonight but I think he just got the wind knocked out him by the gang one goalkeeper. I'm sure he'll be back. He, he was lying on the side for a quite a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, but I think it was because he took a knee to the chest, yeah. or the, the gut chest. So I think he was just winded. Trying to take out the keeper himself, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, fair play to the keeper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, to be honest? Um, I noticed that there was no patch and poe. Um, and I don't know why. I guess he must be injured. And Wangy Joe, I guess, is still injured as well after that, that injury against Suwon. Um, so, so next year will I be going to Kangnung or Songnam for my away trips? Uh, I think at the fourth. I think at home. I want to see the crowd behind them, but you can't really hear the crowd because they're not far away from the stadium. The pitch, but I think at Tanshan, at the home, being a home team in the home dressing room. Coming out on your home pitch, I think Son will have enough to put Gang One to the sword. Uh, I might uh, fulfil your bet for you and go in your way end. Okay. I will be there. I will, I will obviously be there. I'll be, I'll be there with bells on. But um, I think Son might just edge it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it did go to extra time. Uh, if it finishes like 1 all after 90, are we away goals or are we. Away goals. After 90 or away goals after 120? Yeah, away goals after 90. Okay. So just to clarify that, uh, if, it, if it's nothing each at uh, full time and it goes into extra time and gang one score, Solnam won't have to score once to, to take eight penalties. So it's extra time only up until the 90 minutes. Uh, away goals, sorry, only for the 90 minutes, not extra time. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be a, a, a way goes in the penalty shootout, and that would just be shit, wouldn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> they should do that, actually, shouldn't they? A way goes counting the penalty shootout. 
Pohang we still lose every single one at, at, at the World Cup Stadium. <laughs> so yeah, your prediction, Paul? Uh, I think Songnam will sneak out uh, a 1-0 win. Yeah, I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if Gang One scored. But I think Songnam will just edge it, be it 1-0 or 2-1. Okay. So we did kind of touch a little bit on, I said, the Enchon fan fine. It was produced really, really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast or just like together, but Enchon fans at, at full time, when they secured their place in the Classic, uh, much to the, the joy of opposition fans who have to travel to that stadium and stand in the roofless away end, um, they, they ran on the pitch and celebrated running around on the pitch like they had just won the league. Uh, at the time I said, should I think it's good or should I think it's terrible? Um, people with different opinions. That for, for me, I think it does show passion that's often lacking in the K-League. So I wasn't unduly pissed off at it, to be perfectly honest. I have seen some photographs recently of someone who was on the pitch and that's kind of annoyed me, but anyway... I think I think that kind of pitch invasion should really have been kept for the Koreans. I don't really think there's any real need for some Wigook to, to jump the barrier and run about the pitch taking photographs. I think that's just like pathetic. Okay. So if you do listen to the podcast, that's my opinion. Um, okay, I have no idea who you're talking about. But, but, um, uh, but I don't think anything that they did was really that severe. But Kayleigh be- didn't agree. Kayleigh didn't agree. And it would seem they've been fined five million... One? Yep. Which is pretty ridiculous, right? Uh, For a team like Inchon that probably just made five million one a season. Yeah. But there you go. Interestingly, uh, I think you did tweet earlier on if they've pulled out the five million one fine for Inchon, what did they pull out for Butchon's Ring of Fire? Uh, I actually asked someone who's more clued up about this than me, um, and he said... Apparently the decision's been made, but it's not been announced yet. So something will watch this space, I guess. Okay. But a lot of people were confused because obviously the the FA Cup's run by the KFA, and the K League's run by the K League. Yeah. So people were saying, well, actually, according to KFA rules, there's nothing that bans flares or whatever. But apparently, a disciplinary meeting has been held, okay. and results will be announced soon. So, so, so there you go. Intern fans, from now on, keep your pitch invasions to the cup. <laughs> just do it when you get beat. Do it when you draw. Do it when you win. Just, just go there. Just do it when you're not even playing. Like if you, even if you're playing away, just go there and just do a pitch invasion. The KFA, the KFA can't do anything. Personally, I think they should build a massive ditch between the pitch and the stands. You um, know, you can almost Trumpesque there. They should build a wall and make anyone pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, personally, I don't think there's, there's a whole lot wrong with a pitch invasion. Uh, but that's my own opinion. Okay, I guess we need to wrap this up for this week. Yeah, we do indeed. So I know you wanted to to link the outro music in with your favourite uh, summer signing. Uh, my favourite. What I, I sent you the link of this the other day, right? And I assume it's uh, replaced Diva Jessica as your new go-to video. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> she's been annoying me recently. So as much as the the video in question, because that uh, really annoyed me for. But it's like a three-second video, right? Yeah. Where so just so so you know, there's a there may or may not be a group chat called Tiago's Underpants, 
in which it was Tarabai. Oh, Tarabai's underpants. Sorry, Tiago that doesn't wear any. Um, and Tarabai, Tarabai Santos, what was his name? Was from um, from from Eland likes to post really interesting videos and images of himself on his Instagram post, with exercising his with his lunchbox, right? But Jonathan of Suwon has decided that, whoa, I can go one step further. And so Jonathan decided to do a selfie video of himself. Paul, can you take us Smugly grinning and sort of turning his head and saying, I'm so sexy. Yeah. Basically like singing, I'm your dream girlfriend or something, or I'm your dream boyfriend, or... Well, the question, the, 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 the caption to it was like, what's my, what's my dream girlfriend? And then he's just standing there like smirking, going... And then all of the stupid idiot Suwon fans underneath were like, sending emoticons You're so handsome, you're so handsome, you're yeah, so handsome! Emoticons with love hearts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh. it, it should be added that all the emoticons with love hearts and all the you're so handsomes were coming from Boys. guys called Sejong, Jisoo... <laughs> like, Marker. Marker. <laughs> it wasn't a single one from a female name. <laughs> In fact, there was one that was yuck, but that came from Marcui. <laughs> so I don't know who that was. But yeah, so pretty ridiculous. Uh, Jonathan, get a grip. Uh, and I guess this outro music is just, well, I guess, maybe for you. Indeed. <laughs>